There is a place where magic is performed and witnessed daily. A place where we're whisked away to another reality, a different time, a different space. A place where anything is possible. I'm not speaking about a magic witch's circle or a meditative spot in the woods. I'm talking about the theater, a portal for the wildest stories to come to life. There is a saying that every good theater has a ghost or two, and lots of actors are rather superstitious. You've undoubtedly heard the phrase break a leg as opposed to good luck, or know not to say Macbeth inside a theater. You probably even know that it's bad luck to give an actor flowers before the show. But there are loads of other superstitions and lore that fill theaters around the world. And unlike the plays that are performed on the stage, the majority of them are not born out of fiction. Welcome to the ninth episode of The West London Witch, a podcast where we share stories about those moments where we find ourselves very much not alone. Today, we have a couple of stories for you from a professional storyteller. Sabina Franklin is a fourth-generation actor who has graced the stage and screen of some of Britain's most beloved shows. She's been in everything from Faulty Towers to Keep It in the Family, Coronation Street, and Doctor Who. She is an incredibly accomplished actor with some wonderful otherworldly stories for you. So without further ado, I'm Rebecca Strazina, and this is The West London Witch. Episode 9, The Butterfly Effect. first story today takes us to the Garrick Theater, which is a very famous West End playhouse. The theater was originally opened in 1831, but was demolished just 50 years later. The theater was then rebuilt thanks to the financing from W.S. Gilbert. You probably know him as the other half of Gilbert and Sullivan, the duo that are renowned for their comedic operas. It is well accepted here in London that the Garrick is one of the most haunted theaters in the West End. And that's where our story begins. Center stage on the Garrick Theater when Sabina's father was starring in the play Death Trap. My father was also an actor. I'm actually fourth generation. Um, He did a play called Death Trap. I'm sure you've heard of it because it's also a famous film. Um, He took over in the second year and it's um, it's quite a moody piece anyway, because there's a lot of special effects, flashing lights, thunder, people jumping up behind sofas. I actually screamed at one point. My father did 
warn me that it's quite as scary. It works much better in the theatre than in a film. And he'd been playing it for about six months. Um, and suddenly he was playing Sidney Brule, who's the main character, the writer. And suddenly he would be starting a sentence and somebody would finish it off. So like if you say, I'm going to the shops next Thursday morning for bread, he'd say, I'm going to the shops next Thursday. And somebody would say, next at seven o'clock for bread. And he thought, somebody in the company is throwing their voice. What are they doing? Anyway, after about two or three performances, he said to the cast, who is it? Why are you finishing my sentences? And everyone said, we're not. And the, the young guy playing opposite him said, I can hear that too. And so they thought it must be a member of the audience who's got the script and is just, you know, having a laugh. So they sent the company manager into the uh, stalls and he sat there and he was looking at all the audience during a matinee and an evening show. And he could suddenly hear certain words come out. He said, I, there's nobody here in the audience with a script, um, but I can hear words being spoken before you finish them as well. They thought, was it an echo? Anyway, they thought it was a bit of a laugh the first week, to be honest. The second week, it got worse. In act two, in very important bits, the voice was really coming into all the speeches and the actors started to feel very uncomfortable and spooked. And the, then the doorkeeper said, well, of course, it's one of the famous ghosts at the Garrick. He's obviously been playing it for six months. He knows the script. He probably, it's an old actor or something. He wants to join in. And my, if my father was a Virgo like me, down to earth, he simply didn't believe in ghosts, but he said, I know something is going on and I don't understand it. After three weeks, the company were really spooked and upset because it was, it was just surreal. So they decided in the end to call in um, an exorcist and do the whole thing after a show one night and cleanse the spirit and everything. And after that night, it never, ever happened again. Now, I'll admit, us theater people can be a tad melodramatic at times. But for an entire cast and crew to be so terrified that they employ the services of a priest to exercise the theater, I mean, that is next level. But not unwarranted, because there is a lot of paranormal phenomenon that goes on at the Garrick Theater. The theater is reported to be haunted by the ghost of Arthur Bruchier. Arthur was an actor and also the manager of the Garrick from 1912 to 1914. He received mixed reviews from critics. And by mixed, I mean there was definitely some news clippings he wasn't framing. For example, when describing his portrayal of Macbeth for the Manchester Guardian, the theater critic C.E. Montague stated, even murder cannot be as serious as all that. The ghost of Arthur is reported to have a serious disdain for theater critics. I mean, I can't imagine why. There are many reports of Arthur's ghost walking up and down the main staircase of the theater. Perhaps he's still managing the theater from the other side. Or maybe he's just keeping an eye out for those pesky critics. And there are many other stories. I mean, there are certain theaters I've toured in around the country that you go in and there is an atmosphere. As you know, theatres are very atmospheric anyway. Um, there's an energy about some, you go in and you feel an enormous warmth and, and others you just feel spooked 
for whatever reason. And one of the ones that I love, used to love going to is, is the Theatre Royal Bath. Oh, indeed it is. The Theatre Royal Bath is a beautiful Georgian grade two listed building in Bath, England. The theatre was opened in 1805, but a massive fire destroyed the interior of the building in 1862. The flames consumed everything. The stage, sets, costume wardrobe, seating, all gone. The good news is I can't find any records of anyone being injured or killed in the fire, and the theater was swiftly rebuilt and opened a year later. But just because no one died in the fire doesn't mean that there hasn't been deaths in the theater. Um, they have got up in the flies, um, they, for, for Victorian pantomimes, they used to fly in um, a butterfly net which is still there. They still keep it, even though they don't use it. Um, and every now and then, they say a butterfly comes on stage uh, and will land on an actor. And I, I turned there for 15 years, and I thought, rubbish. And then one day, I actually stopped speaking because a butterfly came and fluttered on stage. And I thought, well, that's probably just a butterfly. It's got nothing to do with anything. Anyway, I let it go. The next year, my mother went on tour there with a comedy called Move Over Mrs. Markham. And there was an actor in there who, called Trevor Bannister, who um, your audience might know. He was in for years in a series called Are You Being, um, Are you Being Served? And he absolutely said, I don't believe in the butterfly story. I don't believe in ghosts. It's just you actors. It's all in your imagination. And so my mother said, well, there's famous ghosts in Bath. My, my daughter's seen the butterfly on stage. And there is apparently a, a, a lady in grey who comes down the staircase at night backstage between the dressing rooms. And Trevor said, I'm sorry, he got really irate. He said, there is no such thing as ghosts. And on the Friday night, he said, right, I'm going to prove it to you all. I'm going to stay the night overnight backstage in my dressing room and I will see you all at two o'clock tomorrow for the matinee and I can promise you there's no atmosphere nothing so my mum said okay fine and if nothing happens that's fine but it's just a one night it might not happen anyway he was asleep trying to sleep in his dressing room about two o'clock in the morning the whole back his dressing room went ice cold and he thought he heard something down the stairs. Now, in his mind, he's going, this is just atmosphere. You know, you can, everything creaks and spinks. So he went up the spiral staircase, the concrete staircase, and he went up to the wardrobe department, opened the door, because he thought that's where the noise had come from. And he said it was, it was a summer tour, and he said, but it was ice cold. He said the chill was extraordinary. And he stood there and he turned the light on. And he thought, well, there's nobody in here. And then from the table where they always make costumes and things, a pair of scissors lifted up and were thrown across the room. And he turned and he jumped and then broke his leg down the entire first flight of stairs because he was so spooked and frightened. And... He decided not to stay anymore. He got himself out of the theatre at 
quarter to three in the morning, went back to his hotel. And, and of course, everybody came in the next day and said, so did you have a really boring night? Because we know you don't believe in ghosts. He said, well, I don't know what it is, but I was woken at two in the morning. I went to the wardrobe department and he said, I turned the light on. I promise you, it wasn't my imagination in the dark. But he said, a pair of scissors lifted up and was thrown across the room. The Lady in Grey is the theater's most famous spirit. She's seen on the staircase and also seated in the Grey Lady box watching shows. If people don't see her, sometimes they smell her as she is reported to leave behind a thick, heady scent of jasmine. Other notable ghosts at the theater are that of a man screaming and also a Victorian doorman who is noted for looking very out of place in these modern times. But we have to go back to those butterflies, because they really are fascinating. The butterflies Sabina was talking about are connected to Reg Maddox. He was producing a production of The Little Red Riding Hood in 1948 for pantomime season, like Sabina said. During a rehearsal, Maddox suffered a heart attack and died on stage. He died in the middle of a rehearsal for the butterfly ballet, This was an elaborate dance number that not only consisted of dancers dressed as butterflies, but also scenery painted and decorated to match. And that butterfly net that still lives in the fly house today from 1948. Out of respect, the number was cut from the show. However, right before opening night, a butterfly was spotted dancing in the wings. It was decided there and then that the dance should be reinstated and the show would be performed in its original state. Legend has it that if you see a butterfly in the Theatre Royal Bath, it's a sign of good luck and a successful show to come. Before the curtain falls on this episode, I want to share with you one more haunted theatre story. But not just any haunted theatre the most haunted theater in the world, the Theater Royal Drury Lane. The Theater Royal Drury Lane is situated in London's West End in Covent Garden. It's soon to be the new home for Disney's Frozen. But before the theater we see today came into existence, the plot of land was actually home to three other theaters. The first theater was called the Theater Royal Bridges Street. It survived the Great Fire of London, only to burn six years later. The second theater was demolished in order for the third theater to be built. This was a massive overhaul as the new theater sat over 3,600 spectators. It was designed this way so large-scale productions could reach bigger audiences and therefore garner more profits. Sadly, in 1809, the theater once again was reduced to a pile of ash. The theater we see today opened on October 10th, 1812. And after 350 years of disaster and drama, this building is a character itself. The most famous ghost is the man in gray. He seems to be dressed in 18th century garb with powdered wigs, cloak, and a tricorn hat. What makes him so unique is that entire casts have seen him. He appears during rehearsals and is seen walking from side to side of the upper circle. 
On one occasion, a cast was rehearsing their curtain call when the man in gray appeared, walked towards the back wall of the balcony, and then walked through the wall itself. The identity of the man is unknown, but the plot thickens. For in 1870, when the theater was undergoing construction and refurbishment, builders uncovered a chamber behind the back wall of the balcony. In the space was the skeletal remains of a man who had been brutally stabbed to death. The dagger was still wedged in his ribcage. Stranger still, he was wrapped in a gray cloth. The Man in Grey isn't the only ghost that roams Drury Lane. Actors have also reported that when on stage, they sometimes feel as though they are being pulled and moved. It's thought that Joseph Grimaldi, a famous clown who used to perform in the theater, is actually moving the actors into better stage positions. Yet, the strangest ghost at the Theater Royal Drury Lane is that of Charles Macklin. Although Macklin was an actor, He's most famous for a nasty brawl that he got into backstage. Things got so violent that Macklin drove his cane into the eye socket of a fellow actor. The force was so great, the cane careened through the man's eye and into his brain, killing him. But Macklin must have been a very skilled actor because he represented himself at trial and was acquitted for the murder. Yet now in his afterlife, he pays the price. Forever, he is stuck in the Theatre Royal Drury Lane, haunting the same location in the green room where he murdered his fellow castmate. So, you know, we're all trying to rationalize these things. Um, But what Horatio says, the greater things are heaven and earth, Horatio. I mean, I'm always trying to work out the whys. But one thing's for sure, when it comes to the theater, there are lots of ghosts that, for one reason or another, like to stick around. There's different types of ghosts, aren't there? There's friendly ghosts, there's non-friendly ghosts, um, and and certain spirits who come back to warn you things or help you, and others that can be, you know, like the lady in grey at Bath, apparently she can be quite spooky and destructive, you know. So... Maybe she was an actor who got sacked or had a bad experience. I don't know. Um, but, and there are, you know, there are actors who died in the theatre. So there's maybe their spirit. My grandfather didn't actually die in the theatre, but he, he, he had a, a heart attack on stage um, and then went to hospital. But, you know, all, maybe people's spirits hang around after them. I couldn't agree more with Sabina. I think as actors, we throw so much love and passion and energy into our art. There must be residuals of that that are left on the theater forever, like fingerprints. And no actor ever wants to leave the theater. We always want to be on stage. And maybe that's why these theater guests stick around. They want that one last performance. And you know what? Who could blame them? Do you have a spooky story you'd like to share? I'd love to hear it. Drop me an email at thewestlondonwitch at gmail.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook at thewestlondonwitch. If you enjoyed today's episode, 
don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And come and follow us for additional content on Instagram and Facebook. Until next time, Merry Meet, Merry Part, and Merry Meet again. The West London Witch is created by me, Rebecca Strazina. Our sound designer and production magician is the incredible Danny Cross. Our theme music was bespokely written and performed by the wickedly talented Kyle Hall. Our cover art is the beautiful collaboration between Lizzie Wilson and Jake Bowser. Special thanks to Missionaid Bowers, our quality control and biggest cheerleader. And thank you to you, all of our listeners all over the world. These are your stories. Thank you for sharing them with us.